Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton. This is the second hour of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office printer from Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Digitex is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. Straight off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. As every Thursday in Oilers now at 105, all season long, we've been joined by Brian Burke for friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Brian, how you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, when the uh, St. Louis Blues, uh, you know, didn't get the job done up three games to two at home in game six, did you think they'd win in Beantown last night? No, I said I said yesterday on TV. It's the one beauty of being in the media; you can't really go back and take back what you said. Right. Uh, I predicted that Boston would win. That uh, St. Louis had lost a golden opportunity to win in Game Six, and that the veteran Boston team would take advantage of that. Uh, but I also said this will not be an upset if St. Louis wins. I said I'm picking Boston, but I'm not putting a dime on them. Right, Like what St. Louis has done on the road all year and bouncing back after losses, just amazing. And regardless of whichever team you cheer for, the hockey world is better for this result or better with this result. Uh, 49 years, uh, last place January 3rd, Bennington. Like this is a great story, and this will put St. Louis's franchise on a firm footing for 10 years. Yeah, well, it, it, it is remarkable. We discussed it a bit. As you know, we had Louis DeBrusque on, uh, and he's hurting a bit today, but he uh, powered his way through it. And 
I, you know, it's it's got to be difficult for the parents, especially when the parents have played in the NHL themselves and not been able to get to that place uh, to, to see your kid get that close. I mean, it pulls on your heartstrings either way when you're watching, you know, the, the, the you know, Patrice Bergeron, you know, tapping every guy that comes off the ice as the Bruins vacate the ice or the emotion that the St. Louis, it just, it just shows you what a great game it is, doesn't it, Brian? Yeah, there were two teams playing last night. I, I always get mad when people say this team didn't get it done or whatever. There were two teams playing last night. Yeah, Every other team had been eliminated. So these two are champions and warriors in their own right, regardless of how the game comes out. So praise to the Boston Bruins, a model of consistency in the NHL, a model of excellence, great players, great leadership, great coach. Had a fantastic year no matter how you slice it. You cannot look at it any other way but to congratulate them and thank them for giving us lots of good hockey. Great series. St. Louis, um, I think everyone sided with St. Louis a little bit because of that underdog thing. Craig Berube, interim coach, and last place January 3rd, and GM thinking about dismantling the team and Boy, they gave you lots of reasons to cheer for him. A goalie was number five on the depth chart at the start of the year. Great story. How much? Uh, how much fodder was out there? Like, you know, are we talking? I mean, we knew Bomeister and Maroon's name. You know, the pending UFA guys were out there. But were we talking about some core blue players as well? You know, like Jaden yeah. Schwartz and yes, the players of that ilk. Yes, no, no. Doug Armstrong. He, he made a. He told me. He said, "Look." At that point, I was listening on guys, not shopping guys. And there is a huge difference, Bob, as you know. Yes. It's one thing to take a call. So I call. You're the GM of the Edmonton Oilers. You're Ken Holland, and I'm, I'm still in Anaheim. I'm Brian Burke. I call you and say, look, I'm interested in Chris Pronger. And you say, well, make me an offer. That's listening. That's not shopping a guy. That's not trying to move Chris Pronger. So... What Doug Armstrong said, he was very clear on this at the time. He said, I'm not offering these guys to anyone. I'm not shopping them, but we're dead last. Am I listening? Yeah. And it's, and it's a lot easier to make a quicker decision on a guy that's a pending UFA than a guy that's got term. Yeah, exactly. And and I think, you know, like, I remember watching Petrangelo and Junior. I remember I got in a big argument with Bob, Bob Murray and, um, we went in to watch him play, and everything, he was so calm and poised. And and we're driving back, and I said to Bob Murray, he doesn't care enough. He's not intense enough. And Bob Murray, who was a great defenseman in the NHL, like, ripped my face off. He's like, he doesn't care enough. Good Lord, or whoever, I think I was talking to Bob Murray the next day. I think it might even have been when I was uh, scouting for Toronto and called Bob. And he said, doesn't care. He said he's pacing himself because he played about 38 minutes, 38 minutes in a game. We have the same and, guy. We have the same yeah, guy. Yeah. Eddie Bouchard. We, there's criticism exactly. all the time. Oh, Bouchard doesn't show enough emotion. He's playing the game too even keeled, and he doesn't exert his influence in the game enough. And, and at the end of the year, he was the OHL's top defenseman. Yeah, exactly the same. And this is a guy who, because it came easy to him and because he was conserving himself, looked like he didn't care and looked like the game was too simple and boy he was playing like that last night he had that same poise last night like but they you wow. know 
But Brian, they got him. They got him better matchup when they put Pareko together with Bomeister. Bomeister got his game back, right? Of course, he was coming off a hip injury that takes guys a while to come back from. And Pareko took another step forward, and that was their shutdown pair, and that allowed a more favorable matchup for Petrangelo. Yep, that's right. That's all. That every that analysis is correct. Yeah, Brian Bertone is Brian. Uh, I, I gotta. I just want to read you the number here. So you talked about uh, winning on the road. St. Louis was four and eight at home. They were ten and four on the road. Okay. Uh, Boston's been a good road team in the playoffs. St. Louis has been a good road team. Is it easier? This is gonna sound stupid. It's gonna sound crazy because it's. Certainly, traditionally, hasn't been the case in the NBA. Though we mentioned that the Raptors this year three and zero in Golden State, two and zero in the playoffs. Is it is it become because of the pressures at home? Is it easier to win in the road now than maybe it was twenty twenty five years ago? I, I don't. I mean, in Calgary, we could not could not win at home, and we we were a better road team at home. We tried changing our practices. We tried changing our meals, putting guys in hotels. Um, it's a psychological thing, but no. The key to this whole thing is the last change, and you know this, Bob. The yeah. key to home ice isn't the crowd. The crowd helps. You got a rabid crowd like they do at the Saddle Dome or at Rogers Arena in, in Edmonton. You got a loud crowd. Yes, that helps. The advantage, the key advantage, the crippling advantage is that you control the matchups, and so it is mind-boggling that teams could have a way better road record where they. The other coach is picking the guys they play against, and they have a better record than they do at home. It's, it's crazy. It makes no sense. Defies logic. It's improbable. It's, it doesn't make any sense at all. But that's what's happened with a couple teams in the last few years. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, I, I, you know, I actually think Todd McClellan preferred being the road coach. Because he just put his guys out, and that forced the then. Then he was defining. He'd say he's defining the matchup by who he has out there. I don't yeah, know. and you know what, Tom McCollin's right. If you got a really good team, you can do that. You can put out whomever you'd like in any sequence you'd like, and the best teams do that. Roll four. I agree. I'm with Todd. Well, but you better have better players when that fourth line's on the ice, and the other team's first line comes out. They had better be able to shut people down. 20 Canadians on St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When we played Ottawa in the in the Stanley Cup Finals, everyone said Ottawa was Canada's team. Canada's team. And Brian Murray, the late, great Brian Murray, went nuts when I did an interview. I said, I got more Canadians than he does. <laughs> of course, he had, he had drafted several of the players that you were benefiting from at that point. Is that correct? Yes. But my point is, they had like nine euros, and we had like... 14 Canadians, 15 yes. Canadians. Yeah. Like, we're a North American. We had skilled Euros. Like, Tamu was fantastic. Briscala, the net. Sammy Paulson. But other than that, our, our blue-collar guys, other than Sammy, were all North Americans. Yeah. Uh, Brian, when you lose a series in six or seven, to me, that those series generally can go either way. I mean, it, it, that's a tight margin. I mean, the Oilers beat you in five back in 06. And you won the, the one you won was the Edmonton actually went three and zero in Anaheim that year. I remember you guys won I think six three because I remember Joff had a couple goals in that game and it was a, anyways you won six three. Do you agree with that? You you beat a team four and five, you've beat them. Uh, you beat a team in six or seven, yes, you beat them. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, hey, this was pretty close. There's a couple breaks here and there, maybe made the difference. Yes, with 
one exception. Um, the year we won the cup, we beat Vancouver four to one, but we had two double overtime games and an overtime game, much closer than the than the score. So people twenty years from now will look back and say, "Oh, Anaheim didn't have much trouble with Vancouver," and we did. But subject to that limitation, the number of overtime or double overtime games, yes, you take it in five, you can say you, you stomped on them. All right. Uh, did you play a factor in the St. Louis Blues de- delaying and uh, moving guys out? Because you were one of the guys that pushed for an extended uh, roster freeze over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I played any role. Okay. I will say one thing before I close, uh, before you hook me here. Uh, the news that Keith Gretzky is staying around is yes. great news. Yes. Great news for the Edmonton Oilers. I was going to ask you one final one. Lucic, uh, James Neal, or Louis Erickson? Who would you prefer uh, having? Lucic. Lucic? Do you think Calgary was a little intimidated by him over the last three years? I mean, I know you worked in that organization. What, uh, do, you mean Cal- what do you mean Calgary? Yeah. Everybody is. You, you, people, fans in Edmonton, you may hate what they paid Milan Lucic. But you cannot hate him as a teammate. He's very popular as a teammate. His teammates love him. And he is still a mean, tough, truculent, obnoxious, ugly guy. He has value. Does he have $7 million a year worth of value? No. But he has value. Now, I love Louis Erickson. I don't think he provides any of that to this team. And James Neal, who I don't know well but like very much and like as a player, might bounce back, might not. But Milan Lucic is a valuable guy. He's just overpaid. And that's never the player's fault. That's our fault. Yeah. Uh, now, do you switch over? Are you going to the draft? Oh, yeah. Yeah? You looking forward to that? I love the draft. That's why I don't do the finals for, for Hockey Night. I, I switch over to the draft. I go to the Combine and start working. We did our draft preview show today. Yeah. I love the draft. I mean, going back to to my first draft, my big draft move with Chris Pryor in 93. So... I love the draft. You did all right. You got him second. Uh, the guy that went first, it was all downhill after he put that nurse's outfit on, wasn't it? Yeah, Alexander Dig went first. Thank God. Thank God Ottawa took him first, and we got Pryor. Well, uh, Chris could help teams win. I mean, he took three teams to a final in a span of uh, five years. Uh, how how much discussion takes place, like, now that it's done? Because the league generally frowns upon moves. I know Kevin Hayes got traded during, I think, game four of the Stanley Cup final. But uh, does it really get heated around the league, that, that period just in between when the NHL season's over and then before maybe the awards uh, start uh you know, the day before, the two days before the draft. How, 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 how heated? It'll heat up. It'll heat up because the draft is a week from tomorrow, right? So we're we're down and we're in the short strokes now. Yeah. If you're trying to move up or down on the draft, you've got to turn up the volume here. So it'll heat up. Brian, we'll talk to you next Thursday when we're in Vancouver. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. See ya. See ya. That is Brian Burke. Brian's appearances on Oilers Now are brought to you weekly by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. You can text us on our 630-CHED text line at 630-630. Brought to you by Heartland Ford out of Fort Saskatchewan. With over $10 million to do in pre-owned inventory, they're one of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. Again, our River Creek Resort Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan at Brendan Escott. We'll go to break. Uh, we could open up the phone lines for... 
Uh, Brendan, let's get you to pop back on. I mean, can you think uh, – it, it's pretty – can you think of another team that appeared dead in the water halfway through the year and then rallied for – like when the Oilers won the Cup in 1990, right, at Christmas time that year, I will tell you that – and Don Cherry was the guy that said it. These guys are the best team in the NHL. And Edmonton was in Winnipeg, and I think it was a game uh, against the Jets, and it might have been on New Year's Eve. And, he, and I think Edmonton had won like eight or nine in a row or nine of ten or something. And he said, you know what? Um, they could win. Like he said, they could win the Stanley Cup this year. He said that in, in like December 31st, 1989. And the Oilers ultimately won the Cup. I think they were 38-28 and like 14 or something like that. Not a great record. By the way, just as a matter of interest, the Oilers record... I looked it up here. They got to 18-12-3. 18-12-3 in December. They went 17-26-6. How many of you out there right now, when the orders were 18-12-3 in December, which would be like December 11th, 13th, and around there, how many of you at that stage would have said St. Louis was going to win the Stanley Cup? I'd like to know. We had some real honest people uh, chime in on uh, Jay Woodcroft, by the way, Yes, uh, when we had Jay on the show, just saying, you know, Bob, I was one of the guys that criticized the orders moving Jay to Bakersfield. He did a terrific job. I was wrong. Did anybody see St. Louis going on a run like this? Because I sure in heck didn't. They are the first team, Bob, in any of the major four sports to have been in last place after the first quarter and win the championship. So it's, it's never, never happened, happened before. before. It's never happened before. Yeah. It's a remarkable story. That said, a lot of us did think they were going to be a lot better at the start of the year. It's a, it's a remarkable story. We'll open up the phone line, 780-496-0063. We can talk. What about Zaitsev? I, I got to tell you, he doesn't really float my boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's his dimension? I mean, Jonathan Willis from The Athletic just tweeted out, basically said he's a 43% possession guy when he doesn't play with Jake Gardner. I know he's a right shot, but there would have to be significant. The issue is he's got five years left at four and a half million bucks. So let me know what you think. 780-496-0063. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thanks, Ryan. We're going to go right off to River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Darcy on line number one. Darcy, how are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. Good. Hey, um, you know, just watching St. Louis do what they did, uh, it just reinforces that sometimes you just got to be patient. I, uh, I I look at this as, you know, if the Oilers can pick up anything from what St. Louis did, especially what Armstrong did, is take Pulley RV and be patient with him. Do the right thing. Don't, don't overbear him with too many minutes or trying to put expectations on him. Put the kid in a position to succeed, but just be patient because it's, it's going to eventually work out. If he ends up being a third-line winger, so be it. If he can be a guy that can play the penalty kill and maybe put in 10, 15 goals a season, so be it. There's it doesn't matter one, where you draft him. Darcy, there's one caveat on that. The agent and the player have to be open to that as well. And we don't necessarily, like if you just read between the lines of what Spectre tweeted out last week, like, you would think a new general manager and head coach coming in, everybody gets a fresh slate, right? And you just, I wonder in the back of my mind if there's not something else here. And that's, 
Like, I, but I got to get more information because I don't hundred percent know. But and it's it's I haven't talked to Marcus Leto since I saw him in Carolina back in March. Okay. Well, but the fact that Pulleyarvey's putting the work in and rehabbing here and all that kind of stuff, it should be a fresh start for everybody. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. And thing is, is Pulleyarvey, um, you know, Kakalina not taking him should. It's it's almost like one of those things you look back and like, how come a Finnish GM, like a Finnish GM in the NHL, didn't take a Finnish player? He needed a center. And, well. But you know what? Everyone had Paul everyone Yarby had Paul Yarby harder than Dubois at the draft, right? Yep. Absolutely. And I just I look at that. I'm like, did he know something that maybe everyone else didn't? Obviously, he would have had connections in Finland in regards to the player that maybe other GMs didn't have that information. Do you know there was there, there was a point when Yessa had nine goals in his first 21 games when he came up from his recall in 17-18 that he and Dubois basically had somewhat similar numbers. And since then, Paul Yarvey, I don't even think, has got 10 goals in the last 90 NHL games. Darcy, we got to run. Thanks for the call, okay. okay? So he's saying patience. That is tough to say to an Oiler fan base that has watched the team miss the playoffs 12 of the last 13 years. You need to be more patient. We're going to continue down that path. We're going to talk a bit about Milan, Lucic, Nikita Zaitsev. Okay. Uh, that and much more. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodoin. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.